Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pretty Boy Podcast here. I'm your host, Pretty Boy Chris, and this podcast is brought to you by the Rage Game Network Podcast and Rage Game Network Podcast crew. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pretty Boy Podcast. I'm your host, Pretty Boy Chris, and crazy, crazy week that we've had here. Um, we got to play uh, myself, Andy, Sarah, and Ben as our DM. Uh, we got to do a one-shot for uh, D&D. Kind of a little bit of a um, a prequel story for our Curse of Strahd campaign that we are currently running. Um, so I got to play an, a character we just picked. Um, it's because my character in D&D didn't meet up with um, the band of that we had in Curse of Strahd till way later on. So I get to play just a, another character, which was really cool. Um, Rusty and Westra, which are Andy and Sarah's characters, they got to uh, do a little backstory uh, so that can help them down the road in Curse of Strahd um, learn some stuff. So I'm not going to go into a ton of spoilers into that whole one shot. I have a, I have a feeling, I have a feeling we're going to talk about it on Rage Game Network podcasts next time that we uh, get together. Because uh, we had some fun. Uh, we th- drew up level two characters. And, you know, for a one shot that lasted uh, six, seven hours, maybe. Uh, we, we, we did. A, we had a fun time. Um, we all had a blast. Uh, the character I got to play was great. Like I said, definitely, uh, definitely a Rage Game Network uh, podcast topic to talk about. But yeah, no, the, everything's been going well so far. Um, like I said, we I know I wasn't on the last time Rage Game Network had a uh, their podcast. I had a couple issues going on, but uh, Andy, guess what? I'm back. So you don't you have to make fun of me for uh, <laughs> not making an episode like I promised last time. So well, we'll, we'll <laughs> I guess we'll go from there with everything going on. So let me just uh, kind of go over this episode. Uh, a couple things. We're going to go over a couple mini topics. I found a couple things that are not that big. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about these things, but shouldn't take more than a couple minutes or so. Um, so we'll go over some of that. Uh, our main topics today, we're going to go over, guess what, guys? The Super Mario Brothers movie coming out from uh, Universal and Illuminations. They actually have uh, a couple things that they did online which is really cool uh, i'm pretty excited to talk about it because i did it i had a load of fun doing it it was so much fun uh so we'll get into that we're gonna get into for topic two uh critical roles newest show that will be coming out we'll talk about which campaign they're going to be adapting and uh we'll kind of go from there i don't have much to talk about that topic because i have not listened to anything critical role which i know i know is bad it's really bad because um, they're really good at what they do. I mean, to have their own, I mean, merchandise and, and board game co- possibly coming out. To have the TV rights that they've been having, fantastic. Uh, so then after that, we're going to go on break. And then when we come back from the break, we are going to talk about uh, some of the big companies, the major gaming companies that are going to be skipping E3 coming up this year. I know, shocker, right? Well, we'll get into that and why that is happening. And then the last thing we're going to talk about, um, 
will be kind of more of a chit chat. We'll talk a little bit about the article. I'll give you my opinion. Um, saw this article. Really thought it was kind of interesting to have at least a, a basic discussion about the video game industry and their push towards unionizing. I think that's a, that'll be a good conversation to have for a little bit here after the break once we kind of get back from that. And then we'll talk about my Pretty Boys game of the week at the end. And yeah, I think we'll, we'll kind of take it from there. So, well, let's let's take a look. So what do we have for topic number one today? Well, topic number one today. Well, before we go into the main topic, I'm so sorry. We're going to go into the mini topics that I have set aside here. Kind of give you guys, like I said, a, a minute or two just to talk about some things. Um, at the end of last month, so this was January, I want to say the 30th, so it's about a month old news, but if you have not heard, um, the DC Studios, so part of the Warner Brothers Discovery, uh, they have a branch for their DC Comics and everything there, uh, so DC Studios is releasing its first projects under the new leadership team, um, Currently there uh, about some of the uh, shared universe, um, cinematic universes and everything going on. Uh, let me pull that up real quick and then we will definitely have that discussion. So I'm going to pull up Collider. It, they're pretty reliable resource wise. So James Gunn, who if you did not know, is CEO, well, I should say co-CEO of DC uh, studios with another guy. I think his name is Peter Zagzoff or something like that. I'm sorry, Peter Safarin. Um, they they basically are the owners. Well, not owners, but they're C uh, co CEOs of DC Studios. And in this, just in this article, they were talking to a guy that I'm familiar with uh, in the entertainment world, who explained a little bit about kind of what's going on in the world of DC. Comics, movies, uh, games, TV shows, a little bit, but they're more focused on the, the the TV, the movies, and I think they get a little bit involved with gaming, so that's why we want to tie this back around to Pretty Boy Podcast and Rage Game Network. So they've decided they're going to do essentially a soft reboot. Okay, so what 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 do you mean? What what's going to stay? What's going to go, Pretty Boy? I I, I don't know. Like. Some people love the DC EU, and some people like myself and others say, yeah, they really screwed that up. They screwed the pooch. They should have done it like Marvel and took some time. Because I really enjoyed Marvel Phase 1, 2, and 3. But, you know, they, they decided to go right for it, and I think it did not pay out for them. So, um, going through this, a couple things. So they made some, decided to reboot some things. Um, they had some standalone projects that they've been working on DC, uh, talking, they talked a little bit about this. Well, with that being said, they decided with the, uh, Joker raking billions of dollars as one of the first R rated films to do that. Uh, well, you know what? Let's, let's make a sequel, right? Why not? And honestly, it was, pr I mean, I watched it on the plane. Oh God. 2019, I think, uh, when I went down to Florida, that was, that was fun. Uh, I liked it. Uh, I watched the most recent Batman with Robert Pattinson. 
and it was really good. So they're going to treat those kind of like things outside the DCU, as they're going to call it, um, as Elseworlds. So they're going to have like standalone projects. They're going to exist outside of the DCU, right? So that's one of those. Uh, they're going to work on the Batman and the Joker um, later on. With that being said, a couple things that they're going to do from here. So they're they're going to be bringing in Creature Commandos. Waller's getting his own TV series. They're both TV series. Superman Legacy is going to be the first film out of the gates that basically launches um, DCU. Um, the Lantern TV series, which is supposed to be kind of like a true detective, kind of like a, I don't want to say buddy cop, but it's going to be like a true detective type noir, it sounds like, between Jon Stewart and Hale Jordan, which I'm excited to see. Um, they're going to bring in the authorities, Paradise Lost, which is going to be kind of a Game of Thrones style, um, Paradise Island, home of the Amazon woman where uh, Wonder Woman comes from. Brave and the Bold will be the new Batman film uh, with, I believe, Damian Wayne will be part of that storyline from what they're talking about. Booster Gold will get his own TV series. Uh, Supergirl will get a live action movie. Swap Thing, Swamp Thing is going to get its own movie. Um, so that just tells you a little bit about it. Some of the stuff that's coming down within the next year or so, um, like the Flash movie, Aquaman, and a few other things, they're still in development. They're essentially using Flash's movie and Flashpoint to kind of be like the the reset for the DCU. So uh, some people will stay in the universe from the original DCU. Some will go. Uh, we don't know officially yet who is on the chopping block, who is not on the chopping block. So, like I said, we'll, we'll get to see a little bit about that later on. Um, we got news that The Last of Us has been renewed for a second season on HBO Max. I personally have not seen The Last of Us. Um, I've played very little of the game. I've heard it's fantastic. It's great. Everyone's raving about it at work. Everyone's raving about it um, in Rage Game Network. So, if you like it, Go to our social media page. Let us know in the comments, whether it be our uh, Rage Game Network's Facebook uh, and D uh, Discord. Go into Discord. Let us know what you think about The Last of Us and you think uh, renewing for a second season is a smart plan. Sounds like it's a good plan so far, so I, I like to hear that. And then the last news I pulled, guess what, guys? We got a Dungeons & Dragons movie coming out. Well... Paramount Plus apparently just ordered a Dungeons & Dragons live series. We have no more information other than that. So that is going to be amazing. Um, I think if the film does really good, I think this TV series is going to do really fantastic. Um, which I can imagine it's going to get seats. It's going to get butts in seats uh, and popcorn for the movie. I don't know. We'll see how well that goes. But... Uh, with everything going on with Wizards of the Coast and the Dungeon Dragons brand. Not 100% sure, but I don't know. I think if that does pretty well as a film, the series will take off pretty well. All right. I think we talked enough about those mini topics, so let's go on in, over to the main topics for the Pretty Boy Podcast. And for today, the Pretty Boy Podcast, we are going to talk about the Super Mario Brothers movie has its own website. Hey, you heard that right. They got their own website. And have you always wanted to call the Mario Brothers? Guess what? Now you can. 
So, Universal and Illuminations, the company behind the current movie coming up in April, the Super Mario Brothers movie, has set up a website just for you. And I can tell you right now, I left in the description down below the website to the, the Mario Brothers and their plumbing business and a number that you can call and or text to get a surprise. Uh, I did put down there, you do have to be a U.S. listener. Uh, only to participate in this and just understand the message rates do apply. Um, so do not blame Pretty Boy Podcast or Rage Game Network. Um, if you get any messages, we're not responsible for any um, extra payments in your, uh, I mean, extra dollars that come into your uh, cell phone accounts. Okay. Please don't do that. Trust me, I'm giving you the warning right here, right now. So, with that being said, really cool thing. Um, they did set up a website. You can go to the website. There's a 30 second trailer that kind of does a little bit of a promotion for the new movie, which if you did not know, it's going to be coming out this year, April 7, 2023. So if you're excited like the rest of us and want to go see it, let Rage Game Network know on our social media pages. And well, when you go to the website, they got it. It's really nice setup, right? You got some little testimonies, um, it's a cool little Easter eggs are in there if you know about the Mario franchise. Also, there's a YouTube video. Um, that's what that 30-second trailer is, which is really funny because, like myself and Ben have said, if you uh, have ever watched the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, guess what? The theme song is in there. In the trailer, they play with Mario and Luigi um, with the current um, animations that they're using for the movie. Um, it's pretty awesome. It's kind of a replay of uh, the uh, trailers for the old Super Mario Brothers Super Show um, that came out back in the 80s, late 80s, early 90s. So if you want to check that out, guess what? You can go see those episodes for free on YouTube anywhere. Just type in Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Uh, it's a little corny. It really is, but it's fun. It's fun uh, to watch these little 30-minute shows um, I vaguely remember watching these. I have a VHS tape. God, I'm old. VHS. That's old. Most of the people listen, you either know about VHS or you have no clue about VHS. That's sad. We're, I'm, uh, we're getting old around here. We're, we're getting really old. Oh, wow. Anyways, <clears throat> besides that, like I said, there's a phone number. You can call the number, and guess what? You get a little surprise. You get a recording from Luigi from the movie. Guess what? He gets to promote, right? He promotes the business, um, and he tells you a bunch of stuff, what you need to do to check the website out. You could text for some special surprises, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what I did. So kind of cool to hear. I think it's Charlie... Dale, who's playing Luigi in the movie, so you get to hear his voice, uh, his Luigi voice, since we really haven't heard too much of his voice in some of the trailers that came out for Luigi. So, like I said, go online, just check up YouTube, you can check up the uh, actual trailer for the movie online um, to hear and see how the tr movie's going to go. But also you could text, uh, when I texted the line, I was able to imp uh, get the Super Mario's plumbing contact put that in my phone texted a couple things and i got kind of uh hey this is uh 
something fun that you can do type of a thing. It was it was kind of cute. It was neat. It was nice, you know, for what it is. Um, there was a little business card that they gave me, basically, for the uh, the brothers, which is like an electronic one, which is really cool. I like that. So, but yeah, definitely. I, what I'll tell you right now. If you're interested, go check out this website. It's in the show notes with the phone number. Feel free to call it. If you got little kids and they like Mario, guess what? And Luigi, give them a call. They'll talk to you. It's a, it's a voice recording, but they'll talk to you. <laughs> kids will love it. I loved it. It was enjoyable. And then obviously you could text and it's like they're texting back to you. Um, and it'll prompt you what to text, basically, for to get certain things. You can. I got a business card. Some people got a poster. Uh, when they did it. So just depends on the day what's going on. All right. Let's go on to our second topic today. So our second topic today. We got a little trailer that came out not too long ago for Critical Role Mighty Nine, uh, which is, if you don't know, the second campaign of for Critical Role, which from what I got and understood about it, this is the campaign that made them famous, Critical Role. Campaign number one, uh, which right now um, is out on Amazon Prime. If you have not seen season one or season two of Legends of Vox Machina, I highly recommend if you have Amazon uh, videos and Prime, go check that out because it's, it's great. And we will definitely have a discussion over on Rage Game Network Podcast to talk about how wonderful the show is. Hopefully, don't spoil too much of the show. But uh, we got a few people that's got to catch up on it before we have a discussion on it. So, to be continued and another podcast. Anyways, Mighty Nine. Um, so there's an announcement teaser that came out. You can find it on YouTube. It's an upcoming animated series based on Critical Role's highly successful second campaign. Follows a group of criminals and mischiefs who are the only ones that can prevent the kingdom from plunging into chaos when an arcane artifact capable of reshaping reality falls into the wrong hands, which I don't know why, but it sounds kind of like the Dungeons and Dragons movie. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, that's what it sounded like in the trailer, the last one I saw. So I feel like we're all just ripping off each other, but that's, Hey, that's okay. That's part of this uh, Dungeons and Dragons experience here. Right. Anyways, this new series soon be begin production, so they haven't hit pre-production yet. Um, it'll premiere on, Am on uh, Prime Video in more than 240 countries and territories around the world. Um, from what I could tell, it looks like pretty much the same people who've been focused on The Legend of Fox Machina will be executive producing on this project um, with a few extra other people. Um, I listen. In my opinion, that's good. Legend of Vox Machina. So I, I'm actually kind of excited to see their second campaign. I feel bad. I have not been listening to Critical Role in their campaigns. But with that being said, most of you guys know I've been listening to another campaign that I'm way behind. So I've been listening to not another D and D podcast. Uh, their campaign number one. I'm having a blast. I'm right now just starting episode 24 of campaign one. Oh my god, they are hilarious. I love them. You guys are great. That's all I gotta say. 
Um, I won't go into too much spoilers or anything. It's been out since 2018, I believe it is. So, I mean, I'm just not going to talk about it right now. At some point, I'll probably spoil it. But, uh, yeah, I know. I'm I'm pretty late to the ball game here. <laughs> but we'll see. So, yeah, no, we did, uh, this is a great first half here uh, in the Pretty White Podcast. Like I said, we just went over some mini topic news. We talked about the Mario Brothers and having their own website. And then we just finished up, just hit breaking news, uh, Critical Role's newest show coming out on Amazon. I'm sorry, Prime Video, The Mighty Nine. So I think we're going to take a quick little break here. When we come back, we're going to finish up with the remaining topics in the podcast. And we'll let Rage Game Network give us our little um, promotion here. So we will see you guys in just a bit. This is a podcast that never ends. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, oh, I, I must have been distracted here. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back to the Pretty Boy Podcast. Oh, that was kind of quick for that commercial break. <clears throat> Anyways, um, <laughs> I think we should probably get going here with our next topic. And our next topic right now is a bunch of companies that are skipping E3. And you're like, wait, what? Are they really? Yes, they're skipping E3. So <laughs> I pulled this article from Game Informer uh, as I was going through. Um, just understand that IGN reported this, and with the most recent um, things that have been going on with COVID and them canceling and redoing different conventions over the past, I don't know, couple years here, right, because of COVID, or they modified everything so that it's not um, all in person, maybe online or virtual, vice versa. Um, we got an article here. It says, just to give you a heads up, I kind of talked about it, I believe, last Pretty Boy podcast episode, maybe the one before that, but uh, E3 for 2023 will be in the Los Angeles area, obviously, in the convention center. Uh, it's going to be happening this year from Tuesday, June 13th through Friday, June 16th. But with that being said, we learned a couple things. PlayStation, Xbox, Sony, and I believe Nintendo, if I am correct, are not going to have their own booth or any presence at E3. Um, looking at the article like what they've been doing. They won't have the flashy boost. Um, a lot of these developers and some of these gaming companies, because of what's happened with COVID, because of going cancellation and going online, uh, some have decided that with everything going on, you know, I don't really want to go to E3 to, you know, kind of show my product off. Uh, why can't I, I don't know, maybe have my own convention, right? To show off exactly what I have. So, <laughs> looking at this, right? Xbox is going to have its own convention uh, in the summertime in Los Angeles like they've had the past couple of years. So they're not going to have a booth, obviously, at E3. Um, and with that being said, some of the... They're thinking they want to keep it within and have their own convention, so to speak, to announce some of the projects that are coming up because they have some financial things that are going on that have been tightened up, especially with what's been going on with the uh, gaming and tech industry, uh, with the widespread layoffs that just happened a few months back, along with uh, 
all the problems I've been having with Halo Infinity and the developer uh, three four three industries um, with everything going on there. So yeah, I I could see why they're not going to be at E three, and that's how they've been doing this for a while. So you know, I'm totally okay with that. So the next one we got here is PlayStation. PlayStation has decided they are not going to have something at E3. Unfortunately, they've had apparently a disagreement with uh, ESA, which I believe it's Entertainment Software Association, who runs E3. Um, so they don't get along, which usually, if my, under my understanding, Sony lately has been using their... Uh, Day of Summer, Days of Summer campaign to push a lot of their new products and, and games and free games and all that stuff. So I could see maybe they do something kind of like a virtual um, thing, maybe an in-person thing later on um, to, to kind of handle those types of things. So I, I'm not too worried about them. I, I kind of saw that they weren't going to go to E3, which is fine. E3, if you guys don't know, it's not just video games. That's usually the, the big convention back in the day where you get all your news about upcoming video games for the next um, year or so. But really, it comes down to there's there's other things. There's things about, you know, electronics are coming out, you know, tech that's out there. Um, it gets into sometimes into like uh, furniture and appliances. What is the new and greatest improved thing? Um, so like I said, not just video gaming, but they tend to be the ones that market that whole campaign there. Uh, it's usually the big seller to want to go to E3. So possibility, they'll do their own thing. Um, so my understanding, Nintendo, they're usually a big supporter. Um, it sounds like they're just going to have like a live streaming for Nintendo Direct. And then maybe they might have like smaller booths. They're not going to really have a big flashy booth like they usually have. So, I, you know, that that's totally fine. I don't see a problem with that. Um, you know, if, if you got your own thing you want to run through, like we talked about, you know, if they've got their own thing, they might as well just run their own thing. There's no reason to, you know, make it a lot more complicated, so to speak. But, yeah, so, um, you know, I think one of the big ones, Pop, who's the organizer of uh, E3 and I believe Star Wars Celebration, um, they had a little... Uh, some news here. They just said E3 is such a significant event for the gaming industry and being entrusted with an important cultural touchstone is not a responsibility Repop takes lightly. Since Repop took on the contract to run E3 six months ago, we're working diligently with ESA members based on their feedback to create a new type of E3 that supports the goals and needs. Uh, the process has taken time due to the tremendous amount of stakeholders and offering input uh, through we through we appreciate that we could have been more transparent to questions for which we were still finalizing the answer. So uh, it looks like, and I didn't get to read all this, but uh, it looks like Repop, who organizes a lot of the events, um, like I said, Star Wars Celebration was a big one. They popped out here. They just took over running the E3 event for ESA. Um, sounds like they haven't been asked forthcoming as they want to. But, you know, I think they're doing a good job just doing the best they can. Like I said, six months ago, I mean, look at it. It's end of February, so you're looking at probably August, September maybe time frame that they 
took over this and started planning and organizing um, this event. You know, uh, I, I think they're doing pretty good for what they've done so far. But I think these big uh, companies, they just decided, hey, after everything with COVID, you know, let's let let me focus on having my own showcase, my own events. Um, and, you know, that's what they want to do. So there are going to be some others. I would say I think Bethesda, I believe, is going to have its own booth and do its own thing. There's some other things, too, that might happen. Um, we'll see. But um, just understand that they're trying a new format for E3. So this will be kind of the first year we're going to see what that new format's all about. Not much details on how that's going to go or what that's going to look like. So just be aware of that. But yeah, that's, you know, it sounds good. Um, you know, it's a great idea to be able to change up a little bit. You know, every once in a while, these events got to change just a little bit. And that's just my... My idea as Pretty Boy, because I think that's that's actually a fantastic idea. Every, like, five to ten years, I would say you probably should start looking at, okay, wh how do we want to handle this? How do we want to do this? Which way do we want to go with our content? Or, if, uh, you know, how do we want to promote these events? Who do we want to be here? You know, if the big companies are like, scary, I'm, I'm not coming in to your event. Okay, well, let's go find some small companies that are willing to come in. You know, like Bungie, I, I'm not, I don't know if they are, well, they're part of PlayStation, but you know, if Bungie was like, hey, um, you know, I wouldn't mind coming in so we could promote Destiny and promote other stuff that we're working on, right? Okay. How about Massive? Um, they've got some good content coming out. You know, Ubisoft itself, um, financial troubles, unfortunately, but I think they're going to be okay. They're going to, we're going to work through that one, but you know, I don't know. We'll have to see how this all plays out. All right. The final topic we are going to talk today about is the video game industry is pushing towards an industry that will have unions. I found this article, like I said, um, I believe it is from the Los Angeles Times. Um, while I was doing my research, I was kind of like, huh, that's kind of an interesting concept. What if video games companies... And the industry itself had unions. Well, guess what? It's been around, but I think this story alone here about one of the developers from a Doom 2016 release really kind of showcased, especially with COVID and everything going on, uh, uh, you know, we, we really need to start considering this being a serious thing, that we, we need to pay our workers very well, be fair, give them time off, right? And make sure that they their rights are being protected um, as workers in this industry. So we'll break this down a little bit here. Um, from what I got from the article, uh, the article follows the journey of Andres Vasquez um, and how he was making Doom 2016, like I said. In the article, it talked a lot about how a lot of the problems that he had was he just you know he is a if I'm correct a quality assurance assurance tester for uh, a company I think ID Software in Texas. Uh, so what he was mentioning is when when he was testing the Doom 2016 game towards the end. So we'll say the last I didn't really say how long, but we'll say the last six months. Argument say from release, he had been working a lot of hours. He was working. Quite frequently, 10-hour days, he'd work weekends, 
and he was doing somewhere between I think sixty hours and above of developing and testing um the game Doom and others. And he, he made a quote and I think that this quote here I think kind of makes you understand like yeah, wow, I would feel the same way, like if I was put in this situation, right? With all the stress, with all this pressure that's been put on you to get this game out, to be ready to go. He mentions it's almost it almost starts to feel like Groundhog Day. Everyone remembers Groundhog Day with uh God, Bill Murray, uh in that movie. And I don't blame him. There there's days just me personally at work where it's just it was get up, work 12, 16 hours, go to bed. For maybe five hours, get up, work twelve to sixteen hours, go to bed for maybe five hours, right? And I think that's there's certain industries and certain um jobs that that that's what it's like. It's just kind of like, okay, let me just get up, go literally work all day, and then come home and pass out. It's just kind of rinse, wash, rinse, repeat, kind of a, a cycle. That That's how it really f- feels like. I, I feel this guy, Andres Vasquez. You know, I, I've, in my personal life, I've, I feel like I've been in Groundhog Day, or there's a couple times where you're like, wow, I, I feel like, um, I feel like this is deja vu. Did, I, did we just deal with this like not that long ago listen if you if you feel like the same way whether it's in the video game realm or even um in your personal life guess what everyone go to social media pages down below facebook uh discord and you know what tell us a little story tell us a story about maybe a time where uh maybe in your life or previously in your life where you felt like you were kind of in that Groundhog Day experience, right? And, yeah, let us know what you think about it. You know what? Personal, maybe your work life. Maybe it's a, hey, we're talking about video games. What if you work in the, if you work in the video game industry and you're listening to us, which, man, that I'd be pretty highly impressed. Uh, if you feel the same way, tell us a little bit about your experience. You know, hey, Rage Game Network is a community. Right, we're all here together. We're working with one another. Let us know. Let us know what you think, because we want to hear these things. We want your voice to be heard, and we want to be able to bring some fantastic content to you all out there. And you know, I think we've had fun with D and D and talking about our D and D experience and uh, what tips and tricks and tools you can use. Also, I know that uh, you know I, I've had a few people reach out about possibly playing some games with me. Hey, why not? Right? I don't, I'm totally cool. I'm down with it. I've got check down in the show notes below. I'll, I've got listed what games I've been playing in the last you know couple months here. That's been uh, my PlayStation and the PC. So if you like it, if there's something you want to play, that kind of gives you an idea of what some things I've been playing. Hey, let me know. I'll play with you. I've got plenty of things to play with. Minecraft, you name it. Most recently, I've been playing Hogwarts Legacy. It's a good time. But I digress. We, let's get back on topic. Okay. He also talks about how, you know, right? Groundhog Day feels like he's going over and over and over again. And that with this 10-hour week, working weekends, working 60-plus hours a week, that 
it's just very mentally challenging. You know, you're so tired that you just sleep and wake up and do it over again the next day. It becomes a blur. Uh, you peek your head out from being in a tunnel and you look back to reality once the cr- crunch was over, right? Uh, exactly. I, I don't know. Even just right now in my life, I, I'm in a period where so much has to get done in so little time. And, you know, I, I'm just, I'm so used to working 12 hour, 16 hour days um, where I currently work that that's how it feels like. I got to get everything done as fast as possible, do as much as I can within the time I have. And guess what? It's a blurb. I, I There's just days I, I don't even remember what I did. I don't even remember what I ate. Did I eat a cheeseburger? Did I eat a salad? I, I, I don't know. Did, did I... Did I have a conversation with someone about something? Like you just come, it goes over your head. You completely forget about it. Um, so it continues on. He talks about in the article how he's not really able to enjoy time with his family and his loved ones for months while he's finishing up these games. And he mentions also in here that this occurs completely around the gaming industry and that you miss times for holidays right the good weathers in the summertime your family you know birthdays and picnics and all this kind of stuff and and you get to you miss that unfortunately because this is what you're focused on because you're so focused on creating this game for the consumers for the gamers who really want it want this done so you know I, i tell everyone this listen and I'll, I'll finish up here at the end here with uh, who agrees with the union, who doesn't agree with the unions um, in the gaming world. But in the end, I think we take for granted when a game gets delayed, and even if it's a lengthy delay. But, I, you know, I think that's the smartest thing. You know, if the product is not good, if they're just they're just not ready to release that game or whatever's going on, delay it, you know, and give... Honestly, gaming companies and developers, give your employees some time off. Let them enjoy time with a family. Like, that's a big one. I think in any industry that you work in, you got to give your employees the time away. You know, myself, I, I don't take a ton of time off when, when I'm at work. I'm not going to lie. And anyone, uh, I there's probably a couple people from work that listen to this podcast here and there, um, can tell you I don't. Um, I usually max out all my vacation time, sick time at whatever extra time I have. Right. And I just go, you know what? I'm just going to take a random week here, a random week there. Uh, just kind of like a mental health week, just, just to give myself some time away from work and be able to relax. You know, I like to use my time more for like the holidays. So I get to be with family and friends, maybe extend a couple weekends just, you know, so I can, Take in the the wonderful uh, scenery and environments that we have here in upstate New York. So, but uh, like I said, let's get back on topic. I'm going off topic again. So, gaming developers are generally actually in favor for unions for their employees, and that's what I found in this article. Um, and a lot of that came back from emplo- uh, employees saying, you know, there's a long. Uh, awaited issues that exist within the gaming industry it goes back to discrimination you know fair and transparent pay and many other problems i mean you're just seeing right now between activision um 343 industries um 
the, those are the big ones, but there's even other ones. Ubisoft have a lot of problems. Uh, they're telling employees to get things done uh, the best they can with the little resources they have. Um, I forgot the one article I was looking at. Essentially, I think it was Blizzard Activision was like, just not helpful, right? They're just kind of like, yeah, we, we got to get this done. We just got to do it as fast as possible, guys. Like, come on, let's, let's get this done. And, and the employees are just like, really? Like, that's unexpiring. Like, why, why would I want to do anything for the company? Like, you're not making it easier for me. Um, Which is kind of funny because Microsoft um, actually embraces the unions. They bring them together. They use them um, to help kind of shape their business plan and what they want to do and bring them to the fold and give them kind of a seat at the table to help out the unions and the workers and be able to help them strive going forward, which way we could go. But on the other hand, another company that's uh, not too keen on unions within the gaming industry is actually Blizzard Activision, which if you haven't heard, Microsoft's trying to take over. They are not for unions. They're totally against it. And I could, uh, unfortunately, I think with some of the things that have been going on, uh, I can see the company, why they don't like it. And unfortunately, it's kind of costing them a lot with some of the uh, discriminatory things, fair and paid, transparent pays and other problems that they're dealing with right now. So I think a lot of it comes down to two after looking at this um, article. I think with the recent layoffs with gaming and tech companies, I, I'm starting to see a trend where the American worker, um, you know, we had the great resignation. Everyone was leaving their jobs right now. We're getting into, okay, COVID's coming towards the end. Okay. We're, we're, uh, we're getting to the end here in the United States. We're looking at May ending all the emergency orders. Um, so it's starting to, to show that, American workers that feel comfortable going back to work. Unemployment is going down here in, the, in America. And a lot of these workers are trying to see how am I going to have a stable job that I can feed my family, you know, that I can save money to buy whatever I want and have that American dream. Maybe that house, buy the house with the picket fence, right? Have a bunch of kids and some babies and enjoy my little uh, Nick... Uh, corner of the world so to speak you know i i got that from the article and if you want to look at it and talk and and see what they're talking about and there's some statistics that are in there if you really wanted to learn about how much of the industry loves unions how many hate it why they hate it obviously go in the show notes you'll see the los angeles time article it will explain everything that you need to know but I, I, I thoroughly enjoy that. I, I think that this was a good talk. You know, we never really have a lot of these talks anymore. Like we used to when we started Rage Game Network. God. Now you're looking at f- five years ago um, where we just had debates. You know, this is one of those. We, you know, we never really got to debate about this. So, All right. So before we head out for today, we're going to talk about Pretty Boys Game of the Week. And my Game of the Week is the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Special Edition. So I was looking up on Steam what I wanted to pick for you guys, and well, guess what? It's winner of more than 200 gaming 
Awards. Um, it also got Game of the Year Award back in, uh, I think, when it came out in 2016. Um, the Skyrim Special Edition brings the epic fantasy to life in a stunning detail. The Special Edition includes the critically acclaimed game and add-ons with all new features like remastered arts and effects, um, dynamic depth of fields, and screen space. So, you know, it looks good. I, I mean, I'm, I've never played Skyrim um, at all. I mean, just looking at some of the real quick pictures here, you got it looks like a snowy region. Um, looks like maybe a weather top or something of that nature. It's fantastic graphics. I mean, just the water in this picture with the sun and the grass. Beautiful with the mountains and the skies. Oh, love it. You know, just the forest, the, the detail that goes into all this. The world's so bright and shiny and and just beautiful. And, and you could tell, I mean, the graphics look fantastic from what I can tell. Um, real quick, recent reviews. Overall, they're uh, overwhelmingly positive. The most recent ones, there's about 3,000 of them. Um, everything I'm seeing, fantastic. Graphics look great. Uh, Gameplay is fantastic. They did a really good job remastering it and making it look beautiful. Um, with the, all the reviews, very positive overall. Overall, Look at about 120,000 plus reviews on there. Uh, if you want to know the release date, uh, this one came out on the Steam October 27th, 2016. Developed and published by, obviously, Bethesda Games. Um, software published. Developer was Game uh, Bethesda Game Studios. So, if you are interested in just the base game of Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, you can get it for about 40 bucks um, on the Steam. Also, if you want the anniversary edition of this game for an extra 10 bucks, you can get that at $49.99. Go check in the show notes below. You'll see the links to the website, links to the Steam. Check it out. If you don't play on PC, you can find your um, console versions there and where to get them. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening for this episode of the Pretty Boy Podcast. Um, going a little bit over probably 40 minutes or so, but perfect timing. So what I want to let you guys know, like I said, if you want to check out what games I've been playing, go in the show notes down below. You're going to see all the games I've been playing for the last month or so. Um, let me know, like I said, if you're interested, get on the Ra Discord, Rage Game Network's Discord. Shout out. Uh, Put a shout out to me, Pretty Boy Podcast on there, and uh, let me know what games you would like to play or when you want to play games. I'll play with you. No problem. Well, if you want to find Rage Game Network, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram, Discord, and YouTube, and any platform where podcasts are streamed. If you like to listen on Spotify, we're there. You want to listen on Apple Podcasts? Guess what? We're there, too. You can find us there. Also, Go to www.ragegamenetwork.com. Plenty of ways to listen to us there. Our social medias are there also if you can't get the links to work down below. And guess what? We have a merchandise store. If you love this podcast, you got to get yourself a t-shirt. You got to get yourself a mug. You got to get yourself even a backpack. They're great qualities, guys. Come on. And it supports the podcast. We do such a great job here. Show 
us your love. And if you do get any of these items and you go out and you do an event, maybe a gaming event or Pokemon Go event, guess what? Take a picture, put it on the uh, social media so you can see you rocking out Rage Game Network podcast anywhere that you are. Um, also, you can find me, Pretty Boy Chris, on Facebook, Discord, Twitch, and YouTube. I have my own YouTube channel where I put up and upload some gaming that I've done in the past. Um, like I said, you can find me as blah blah two six seven or blah blah zero two six zero two six seven anywhere that you play your video games. All right, everyone. I think this is a good time to end the podcast. This is a great opportunity. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to me today. And uh, I hope to hear you guys next time on Rage Game Network. Hashtag raging out. <laughs>